Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday, everyone. We made it. We got through the week. I'm in Los Angeles, California still. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Um, I feel like maybe that's how Meghan Markle sounds on her podcast. Dignified. She has a new podcast out. If you haven't heard it yet, don't. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but is that um, what it's called? Dignified? It's called like Renegades. No, it's it's no, it, it should be. That's such a good point. Um, I think it's called. Oh, it's called like Archetypes. It's just like, come on, get over yourself. Is it just her talking in the bathroom? It, no, no, she one? has a guest, but apparently the first episode was with Serena Williams, and she didn't get, let Serena get a word in. And I go, well, I'm just like Meghan Markle. I felt for the first time I was like, wow, we're similar. <laughs> You could be royalty. <laughs> I used to do impressions I love the idea of, of Megan Markle just being like in a closet, like, welcome to Archetypes. Don't tell Harry or anybody that I'm doing this. I know I could get murdered for talking or even. Well, I was thinking the same thing about it. I was like, man, she's. Because she. Apparently, the, like, the most controversial thing she said on the first episode was like, oh, no, no, it was the second episode. Mariah Carey was on. And Mariah Carey, I guess. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'll like, my Carrie. 
my carry said um, your carry turning into you um you know we all carry the weight of mariah carey uh it's it's all of our burdens culturally uh but she apparently said to her like to megan mariah was like well you've got a little inner like you've got a diva in you and megan was like uh, like it was nervous you know i'm getting all this from the daily mail who's like you know anytime a celebrity walks out they're like rebel wilson flaunting her flawless pins and it's like she just was walking to her car she wasn't flaunting anything so it's like i read it on the daily mail because they're obsessed with her but um she does have to tread so carefully especially in light of watching the diana documentary like but she's free from the royal family like that's the point like she can do anything she wants even though I cannot imagine what how much money she's making from that fucking podcast, and rightfully so, I mean it's every I mean, it's number I think it's number one. But I mean, what do you British think? British pound, it's a lot. Oh God. well, she lives in California. You know that, right? Yeah, but they escaped. It, I know. Then it gets sent over. It's so hot to me that <laughs> Harry left his entire family for her and like said goodbye to all of that for her to protect her. To be honest, because she though, got suicidal. I mean, what, is, what is he like? Her, like his mom. It's not fun over there. He's not having a good time. Do you it's know probably how the hard worst it time is ever. to leave that, though? I'd get out. Even, like, it's like leaving Mormonism. Like It might be <laughs> hell, but it's all you know. Like, <laughs> no, I know. I don't think... No, I know you are, but it's. It, I do find it like so fucking attractive that um, he did that for her and like just how by her side... You can tell that he just like loves her so much and you know risked everything, but I was thinking that um, this podcast that she's doing, I was like, it it like I would be worried, even though she's free of the royal family. Like she has to still tread so carefully because everyone's watching her every move, wanting her to fuck up. Um, e- even me, you know, manifesting it uh, in my daily rituals, just being like, <laughs> please let Meghan Markle misstep. But yeah, um, for sure. But she's I I love that I forget that interview she did with Oprah where she said she was suicidal. Which anyone of that nature admitting as someone who has those thoughts as well admitting that publicly is so brave and maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but like I was just talking to last night, Whitney and um, Ben Glebe. We were at the comedy store and we were talking about admitting things that you think, I forget who we were saying something about, but if you say it, people won't want to work with you. Like if they, if you, if you say too much, you might become a liability. And that's always been my worry about saying I have suicidal thoughts is like, we don't want to give her the Tonight Show. She's gonna kill herself, and then what? What, what are we gonna do? Oh. And it's like, well, it'd be great advertising. It'd, it'd be, be great, great press TV. for you. Yeah, yeah. If I do it live on air, no, I'm, I'm like, but it's not. No one cares. No one. People, people. You know, Chris Farley was on a path to death, and people were st- not intervening. Like, as long as you're making people money, they don't. They're not looking if you're a liability down the road. They want to make the dollar right now. So it's like. It's almost sad that no one cared that I was suicidal when I said it on like that. None of my reps were like, "Hey, do you need a break?" <laughs> you know, or like, yeah, yeah. Or They're like, Rogan "Look, we I got you it. four more shows in Salt Lake They're City." Like, Can you say that more because that got you a lot of press? And I'm like, oh, there I'm was stressed. a bump. There was a bump. <laughs> and I'm gonna do a couple to feel better. Um, <laughs> but oh, I was thinking about it. Occurred to me when I was doing Kimmel, um, and I was, you know, we were talking about the hardest part of the show for me was like trying to be present during the interviews hear what they were saying laugh set them up for good stuff not try to make it about me don't try to shoehorn punchlines no one is going to go wow great comeback with Dan. like just be natural and there was a point 
that I wanted to make when he was talking about, and maybe have gotten cut because I didn't see the interview, but he was talking about um, Mel Brooks and Arnold doing voices for his cartoon and how it all happened during COVID. And I just wanted to say, like, I picture Arnold under a blanket, like doing voice. It's such an inside yeah. thing of yeah. like people who do audio know like how like <laughs> crazy it looks. Like sometimes you're under a blanket, like in a closet in a hotel room being like, Dave Matthews Band Radio, Channel 30, this I, week on Labor Dave Weekend. Like, I can see Arnold so, like inside one of his horses. Yeah. You know, like, like, <laughs> 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 like inside of Clydesdale. Oh just my being like, I'm in yes. So I'm going to do this for more Clydesdale. I don't know. Why did I give him a British accent? He's a, why could he? I, why do I picture him in a horse? That's weird. That I can Because he owns do that. horses. He's all about horses. Oh yeah, there's like a pony like walking around his house. He I think, punches or a, donkey a horse or in the face in one of his movies. Oh, in that one, I love that scene. It's unbelievable because Conan. you can tell it's so fake. Like yes. he didn't actually hurt the horse because the horse kind of just there's a, a minute a, a beat where it kind of goes like someone off camera goes fall and then it like falls. Well, I'm sure cute. there was a conversation where Arnold was like, "Look, I want to hit the horse. It's got to be." Should believable. I just punch it? <laughs> Should I just do it? <laughs> you can go to lunch earlier. <laughs> um, they're like, we might, I bet back in the seventies though, there were, there were like a little bit of lax laws about like yeah. stuff oh, on, of course. yeah, for sure. Like, you know what? Hit it with your left hand, Arnold. Animals were you getting know. punched. Oh, yeah. for sure. Hit it with your left. Give it, yeah. Give it a break. How many animals um, in Braveheart fell? Just don't break its leg because we'll have to kill it. I don't oh, know how yeah. they did that, but Braveheart, they got hit all with spikes. Remember? They well, all they ran were, sp- oh, well, Mel didn't care. The horses were Jewish. Um, <laughs> they did have little yamakas. He made sure to have <laughs> Jewish horses for him. Andrew, your I did not see it. Your um, your show. I did. I kind of texted you late on um, Tuesday night to see how it went. I assumed. I mean, I had no doubt it was going to be yeah. like epic. And I hate that word, but how was it? Tell us about it. I mean. Zany's sounding cheesy. So yeah, I got to finally. I did an hour. The only other time I've ever done an hour, you saw it, was when I did my one man yeah. show. Yeah, and I it was, was an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, and I it was and I like ran through. An hour and a half. <laughs> so I, I was had no question that you had the about material. the time. I was still worried yeah, about the course, time. Of course, of course. Especially you know because you know there it's more laxed about. But I was like, I'm gonna do these longer stories. I'm gonna fucking put them in there. I don't give a fuck. And um. I don't know the stories. It's just you've done it so many times, but the the timing and of a doing an hour versus like fifteen to twenty minutes. I don't tell stories though, dude. Oh I mean, yeah, that's, that's different. But but it's like this like feeling of like ba 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 ba, like getting joke after laugh laugh. But like you could have yeah. moments where they're still listening, and I was just proud of myself where like I wasn't I crushing do that at yeah. some point at some points, and there was some quiet, and it was like. And I just kind of sat in it, and I was very present. And I you're went. You're good into about the... that. Yeah, you're good. So, I watch you even in your smaller sets that you do, and I, I sometimes resented because I can't do it. But you are able to get them back to a place where they're like calm down again, and they're like on the edge of their seats. You do not need to fill the silence. You're not insecure in that way on stage. And I think that I don't know how I'm I not. Once, I don't know either, dude, because it doesn't fit anything else about you. But you really can do this thing where you just kind of like, will be. you'll just take your time. And I know that you know what's next. And sometimes you'll say yeah. like, you'll make it like casual, but you just can be in those moments. You can like take your time. It's really, 
I want to get better at being slower like that. But I, I remember Louis saying like, you can't have the highs without the lows. Like you, if you're going on a roller coaster and the whole thing is just down, you're yeah. by the yeah. end of it, you're just like, well, we got to have to, you're going to have to have moments where everyone goes, what's he t-? like, oh, wait, what's next? Like we're kind of like back down to, but I always get worried that, because I know about human psychology and sociology and what people remember, <laughs> that they're going yeah. to remember the moments where they didn't have faith in me to keep going. But the uh, truth is, yeah. they do have faith in you. I am thinking that they don't think. Like, I don't I have can faith watch in myself. <laughs> you like, do, though. Comes, yeah. No, no, but I know, but I'm saying like, like, I'm fine watching you. I don't get nervous. Like, there is a way to do it where you take beats. I gotta, I gotta learn how to do that. So you felt like a loose moment, and yeah, natural one man showy. Felt present. I felt like there was a hundred people there, so I was really yes like, surprised. on a Tuesday night. Like, that's fucking amazing. Do you think and, it's because uh, you played sports as a kid that it helps me for moments like this? Yeah. Uh, hmm. No, because I never was like the man on sports either. Like no, I, no, but I was always like yeah. the fifth best guy on the team or something you know like well, why I never... would that help noah what's your re- what's your reason so there? i was playing with my nephew the other day and he's you know like into sports and stuff and we were playing like monkey in the middle and he would like come up to me and try to tackle me and he had like no hesitation about it and i was thinking like wow i wonder if this is gonna like translate to later in life where you just go into something with no hesitation and um, I just know that mm. I never yeah. had that as a kid. I don't know. The older I got, the more fear I I had in in sports. Oh, and yeah. Sometimes with stand-up, it's the same way. It's kind of a weird thing. You'll go to like a uh, a competition, and the person that's like two months in will have the most confidence in the room because they just haven't felt pain of failing so Defeat, much. Or they, yeah. they, they have don't like know a blind... how bad it feels to get tackled yet. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Like your nephew has not been... <laughs> punched in the face or beat up you know what i mean like he doesn't know because that's when you start flinching is when you know when you burn yourself on the stove otherwise you're putting your hand on the stove true true and um yeah that's interesting like i think you're right like the more you do it the more you you have more data where you're like i know how bad this can go badly (laughs) this can go i did a set last night where i was trying to be more slow and like measured the audience was terrible like no offense to people who were at the comedy store last night on wednesday but main room you were drunk it was not all of you but there was like a couple people that were just too drunk laughing at the wrong times like trying to make the show about them and like when they Mm -hmm. laugh and so it was just i heard it backstage and i go oh this set that i'm gonna try to get something done on it's worthless like i heard tom papa set and then when tom brought me up and we crossed paths and i just go he goes, they are drunk. And I was like, oh. And then yeah. it became so fun because I was like, this all, I don't have to, I can just experiment. I'm going to go through like new stuff and it was um, easier. And there were times where I was like, I'm not doing well. Like I am, I, these setups are longer. Um, there was just moments where there's like too much silence for me where I start to go into, you're bombing. If there's not laughter. <laughs> yeah. But I got off stage and- uh, ben Glebe watched me. Maybe he's just being nice, but he was like, that was awesome. Like, it was great. It was actually great because I. it wasn't that I wasn't funny. People were just listening and it was interesting. Oh, and, that's and people the were, thing. they're just you don't listening. Need to have, and it's, yeah, I know. It, it, that, it's, and, we need but you know what I listeners. Learned? We need people to go, uh huh. Really? Okay, I'm still listening. Like, w- that's what comedians need is like constant, like, are you guys still there? 
And that's why la- that's what laughs confirm. But otherwise, you think they're they're tapped out when they're just listening. We had we we definitely had uh, besties there last uh, two nights ago, and um, yes, there was this one guy. And uh, there was a couple funny moments with like crowd work because like I was really happy with my crowd work and like going back to the guy and bringing it in and like really just the rhythm of it. But one guy had his shirt unbuttoned all the way down <laughs> to like his his belly button, and I was just like, "This is." And you're sitting in the front row <laughs> facing the. Aunt. I was like, "You're what? What is this? Like this can't be your look." And whatever, like I went in on the guy, but like in a fun way, and yeah. uh, and. Uh, did you call him like Benjamin Unbuttoned? <laughs> oh, that would. Did been you like good. have where, a fun? Where th- un- I'd, well, th- listen, I'm in a relaxed state right now. No, <laughs> no, but no, but my my point is is that so I'm like razzing him a little, and his girlfriend goes, "He passed a kidney stone and still came to your show." <laughs> I was Aww. like, "Oh my god, that's, that's so like sweet. your that's dick like was bleeding just an birth. hour." <laughs> yeah, and then I go, "Can anyone beat that? Does anyone have seven stage cancer?" Oh, that's cancer? so fun! And then like, everyone, who has a better I, story of like what they overcame <laughs> to get here? How yeah. far did you drive? Like, how many people? Like, did, but I went right to you, cancer, like like late cancer, of and course. It, like it, it hit pretty hard. We all but get it, there eventually. It, it would have hit harder though if like I probably didn't pick. The most, oh, good dude! How but, but often my, my that's, point that's is, comedy for you is just like taking oh. a risk like that and then going, oh, "Man, I was on the right path, but I mm. overshot it a little bit." Like his buttons. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that so much where I go, I take it. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I don't even want to say it because <laughs> I don't even know how I can say this without, um, because I'm trying to be obviously more private about my, um my personal life and my Uh relationship because I like am so obsessed with it right now and it's just the best thing in the world. And it's because I've chosen to be um, just more loving and like not as freewheeling with it's like, I can just say anything about my relationship. Like I'm trying to respect it more, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to get through this without breaching anything because I think it's funny. I was on stage and people already kind of know that I don't get, I was talking about jealousy and being jealous of JLo. And then I was talking about, I honestly, I've said it before, like, I don't care if on stage, so I think I'm, it's okay. I don't care if my boyfriend, like, hooks up with other girls. I'm actually turned on by it. And these two really hot girls in the front row, like, front-ish row, original room in the store, if you've been there, it's, like, kind of, like, a more, like, intimate, intimate setting. Yeah. yeah. Feels like ha- like a, a bar show. I was talking yeah. about, like, uh, you know, I've been the other woman before. No women admit to it, but, like, I don't care if you, like, I, I went after a guy that had a girlfriend. I didn't fucking care, and... Um, I don't really feel that bad about it. And I'm grappling with that. And they were like, well, we're going to. And I go, no one ever admits to being another woman. And the girls go, woo. We, and I go, except these fucking whores. And they go, we're going to fuck your boyfriend. And I go, it's funny you say that. You think that I would be threatened by that. But I actually like that. You guys are very hot. Honestly, DM me. I will set it up. I will be turned on by that. And um, and then I just took it one step too oh, far. Yeah. Like. Do you ever? Oh my God. Like the audience was kind of on board with it yeah, because it's yeah. just such an outrageous thing to say. But then I took it to a place where things I say in the bedroom that are like the, the, the shorthand that Chris and I have in our intimate bedroom setting of like the kind of dirty talk that we do. I'm so used to talking that way and having it be totally fine and like acceptable and almost sound like that's just the way you talk in the bedroom. Everyone must talk that way. That I said the most filthy thing I've maybe ever said in the bedroom, but it's something, it would be, you know, it's up there. 
and I said it about them fucking my boyfriend and then like what I would do afterwards. And it shut the room down and such like it was crickets <laughs> so fast where people were like, <gasps> like it was it was all of a sudden like someone saw my porn search history. Like it's almost like I opened my laptop at a Starbucks and like my porn from last night was like, ah, ah, and you're just like, oh my God, they just saw like it. Why is Hunter Biden like, on there? Yeah. It, yes. It was so gross that everyone was just like, oh, and it was so funny because I also had this guy from Esquire magazine who's following me around that night and watching my sets and he witnessed that. And I, I hope he does. He references it in some way because it was such a perfect example of me just being like too where i'm exposing part of myself that i think me being such an open person i say everything there are still things i can say that can absolutely shock people and um it was but you know what it was it was kind of like i've talked about it before how i would like to do porn someday like it was impressively impressively pornographic in a way that i think the silence was also people being like too horny for it I hate when I say yeah. horny, it goes, oh. but like horniness and comedy don't mix like your dick. If it's like has blood rushing to it, you you know, I've talked about it in my special. So I think it was that too, but it was just, it was that thing that you talked about where you're just like, oh man, I had them and I lost them on a dime because I just said something so gross, but I do stand by it and those girls can DM me and I would like to set it up. But um, no, I, that's not my relationship right now. It's a, you know. Not everything you fantasize about has to be a reality. I just have to say I'm very happy in my relationship. Yay. It's the best it's ever been, and he's been in Iceland for eight days. It's awesome. Um, do you find the distance makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah, no, it does, If for sure. Um, I mean, I was only gone for two days, but yeah, no. I, when you get back, I don't know, I was driving back, and I was listening to someone talk about how much they love they have for their partner, and I was like literally getting teared up while driving oh. back thinking like, wow, this person really does love me for just ex just my who I am. And I don't know, just like the love. I was uh. thinking about the love she has for me, not how much I yes. love her, but like how can someone love me? <laughs> me so much and i, I was just like driving man. like 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 oh, man she fucking it loves is. me <laughs> i just was, had that it too it, it's sad to say that i just let that in after nine years with this person <laughs> or like going through so many different phases of our relationship but i just had that too of like i think you know i hate to speak in like you know f boy island talk but at the end of the day his walls are coming down and so are mine because i had to bring my walls down first i did not realize in my relationship that i was the one that is avoidant and scared of commitment and scared of forever and scared of like i think that i got into this archetype talk about archetypes now on spotify but i got into yes, the man. archetype of the girl that is like why doesn't this guy want to marry me? I want to get married. He's afraid of commitment. Like it's easy to play that character where, you know, even on my reality show, it's like I was pursuing Chris. He doesn't want to get married. It's just a, if that's a, a role I play, but I'm the one that is creating this vibe from him that, that then makes me this desperate character. I'm setting the stage for that. Like if you, you, you don't realize like you can create the narrative about yourself that you want by having people like, and it kind of showcases you yeah. like, like I was listening to the same thing, but like, like you can make up, not make up a story, but you can make a story where it's like, my mom did this. So then I'm like this. And maybe you like, for me, like maybe I'll even like 
you could exaggerate it or whatever to make yourself so give you an excuse for why you are the way you are yeah the excuse for who you you. are you're not a bad person you're not like yeah 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 this is why i'm right back and we'll investigate this more right let's break hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy-winning comedy series You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Yeah, we were talking about love and feeling loved before we went to break. And yeah, I'm just starting to be like, oh my God, this person, because I was so depressed last week and he was so like, I just kept telling him like, get, run away from this. Like, who wants to be with this? Like, how could you possibly want to be around such a negative Nelly? And And like, (laughs) I just picture him on top of a mountain in Iceland. Like, yeah. like he's in ice having the time. He's yeah. like holding up like a like a stake that he used to climb the mountain. And he's like, "Yeah." And you're on the other end. Like I just don't understand. I, was, I did I was Kim like, a lot. And he's go like, "Go back it's to fine. your friends." <laughs> yes, I was like, "I run away from me." And I wasn't trying to push him away. I was really like, "This just check back in when I'm a better person." Like just forget you have a girlfriend because this is not fun to deal with. And there's nothing. What was you his can response? Do. And he was just like, he just was like. I am not going anywhere. I don't care. Like, this is this is it. Like, this is I. This is what you are, and like, it's just the way it is. Like, it was almost kind of like sickness and in health. Like, I, I it's, yeah. And he thrives in that state too. Like, it's a he's he likes being there for me in those times, and just not having to fix it, but just like listening, being there. It's um, I think it makes him feel closer to me when I can be you know, really honest about how shit, like how bad I feel. And I sometimes go, cause I remember in our relationship prior, like I would talk bad about myself or I would say I'm so like ugly or whatever I was struggling with. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would be like, I remember him, maybe he didn't say it, but I just remember someone being like, when my partner talks like that about themselves, like why would I want to be with someone that doesn't even like themselves? Like, what do you think of me if I'm with you? And I think, whether he said that or I heard that somewhere back then, it's not the way he feels now. Like he, the love we have for each other, it's, I could say anything bad about myself and it's not going to make him go, oh, I never saw that about you. I was always kind of scared of revealing something that's like, now you're going to see the real thing and now you're going to run away. It's like, he's, I could become, you know. He accepts you. I could be in an acid attack and have no face and he would still be attracted to me he would still want yes he accepts me and so that really confounds me though i'm kind of uh similar i think to you in a way where i i don't like to ask for help i don't like people helping me a lot until it like gets to the point where like i need all the help sometimes and like i feel like just so much you you're so strong in so many ways where it's like this person doesn't need anything at all. And then it's like, no, I do. And but because I think like some people like go, Oh, you could help me today. Like like it's like little increments of help. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so then it's like And that's Chris's love up. language. Yeah. He likes yeah. to be of service. He li- and it makes him feel good. It makes anyone feel good to help out others. I always talk about it whenever I'm if you're depressed out there, the number one way to get out of it and I should have told myself this past weekend, but I was not, you know, depressed people are not in a state to figure out things that'll make them feel better because the problem with depression is that you convince yourself this is the state that you sh- 
this is reality and anything to get you out of it would be an illusory dreamlike world where you don't want to be one of the sheep. You want to know how bad life is. And so you get stuck in it. So I really don't want to take advice, but anytime I'm just like, can we start talking about me? Can I just like hear about your life and like give you some advice? Like helping someone else takes you out of it. But mm-hmm. he, um, he loves doing that shit. And I think that, um, I just need to get depressed more often for our relationship. No, it's it was really like, I don't know. I was just like, sometimes it does strike me where it's the same thing with when my mom says she loves me and I go, but why? Like I want actual, I want information about what you love about me because I feel like I want to hear like, you're, you make me feel this. Like I get it from my friends, but sometimes I feel like, you know, when people just love you, um, unconditionally the way that you know Brenna loves you unconditionally the way you're talking about where it's just like oh my god someone like deeply loves me in a way mm-hmm. that like my mom does just because I exist yeah. and I'm that person like that's what I'm replacing it, like that's what you get a partner for I believe is because your parents die and that unconditional someone who is supposed to love you unconditionally is going to leave this earth and you need to replace them with someone else that is just like I'm in it I'm family and I have that from my friends, but I'm really starting to feel that like, okay, I just have, to, I stop questioning why Chris loves you, even though he puts up with all this stuff that you think makes you unlovable. Just surrender yourself to the fact that he does. And it's just like the way your dad or your mom loves you. Like it's, it's that deep now that there, it doesn't need definition. It doesn't need evidence and proof. I would fine tune that and take out puts up with to accepts well i guess i'm saying i'm i was saying puts up with to be the most negative version of myself in that scenario but you're absolutely right accepts but you're right but in my most negative state i go god what am i offering him except like i know sexually like i blow it out of the park every fucking time but like that is not enough to keep a relationship going and it's certainly i know him enough to know that like it takes more than that so sometimes i'm like what is he getting out of this and um and i think that that just is me needing to i do need to know more of like i need to know what i do that makes him feel like he loves me so much so i can do more of it and i figured out that with men just from reading reddit really and (laughs) having male friends but really reddit and i've talked about this before Men are starved of hearing what they mean to you, what, how complimenting them about their personality, their looks like men are so thirsty for it. And I think that in the past with Chris, I was so, I watched Jerry Maguire last night and I'm like, oh my God, this is our relationship. Like if you remember that movie, I was up till three watching it. I'm just going through all my favorite movies when Harry met Sally, Jerry Maguire. I, and it's so interesting to see these movies from an adult lens because in that movie, I thought Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire liked each other equally and then it just didn't work out. But she was so in love with him, put him on a pedestal, would do anything to make it work. He did not love her in that way because he wasn't capable of it. And also she, he shouldn't have because she loved him blindly. So he didn't actually feel you can't love someone that you go, I don't really, this person loves me and they don't really know me. He didn't feel seen because he didn't let his walls down. She shouldn't have loved him that way. So eventually she says to him like, this was a mistake. It was my fault. I I thought I could love us enough for both of us and it's not the case. So then they get, you know, they separate and then he finally, you know, lets his walls down and like 
and loves her and it kind of happens a little too quick for my taste upon second viewing but it's a movie and they got to get it under two hours um (laughs) because they used to respect your time back in the 90s with movies but i just feel like um i used to want chris to love me so much and just get that like i love you that i um that i didn't leave him space to actually do it and i think once and now i'm so cagey about putting too much love on him because I used to not get it back enough. Like I used to be like, I love you so much. And then he'd be like, love you too. You know, like he was Mm -hmm. trying to match me to be polite, but I can tell it wasn't the same as what I was feeling or, but the truth is I didn't love him in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So he was reacting the right way, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but now I feel like I need to be more effusive about about my feelings because he loves it. I think with Jerry Maguire and I think maybe even with you a little bit, it's like, but honestly, kind of like he, Jerry Maguire, like the whole point of the movie is like he searched for, you know, as many clients as possible and being a ruthless agent and his career was fucking everything. And that's where he found his happiness is signing the most money and, and all this like ego stuff. And I feel like with you where you've like, you couldn't, you had your head down so much for your career this whole time that like, how could you? love someone if you're f- that focused on f- you know finding happiness in your career and finding and from the and, outside yeah from, from yeah 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 of course. Validation of course that is so and that doesn't mean anything and at the end but of, you have to go day. through it to learn that it's kind of like the monkey in the yeah. middle with noah's like nephew it's like he doesn't know that like oh this he never you experience so many highs in this business already and you're going to only get more but it's like trying to feed that like whatever like that validation yes. from outside I really related to that movie yeah you're right yeah i, yeah, I, I related to her and him and fucking cuba gooding jr well, she has i mean i related hair. to it all yeah and the, <laughs> and the baby boy wears glasses and has blue eyes and weighs eight i don't know why they had to pounds. make her 26 so i would have liked to see this woman be a little bit older in his age he's 35 and she's 26 and i'm like well, couldn't she have been 34 in the movie? Like, I'm glad they cast her and it was probably based on that. But like, I don't need her to be so young. And but it, it makes sense because she's maturity wise. They're kind of at the same place because he's so stunted from having this like career. And she's grown up more because she's a single mom. So it does make sense. But man, I just feel like um, do boys do men, I should say, mm-hmm. like boys to men. It's. I think that you, if you want more from people, you got to give it first. Like you got to be the one to like, if I, I, and I think that I've just been so cagey about showing, like being so loving to Chris because I used to not get it back that if I give him that again, he won't give it back. But our relationship is different now. It's like I'm dating a different person. So I have to be, I want to be more effusive because he seems to really respond to it. And then I get it back and it's like, oh my God, whoa, this is. I think I've just been so it's like, yeah, it's like exactly like the monkey in the middle thing of like, I got tackled too much early on with the same person yeah. and I didn't get back and it hurts so much that I don't want to give up anything now. And I'm more cagey with my feelings and I just have to, I have to realize like, uh, I got to do the uncomfortable thing if I want to get that back. Well, what's so cool about, well life in general but with relationships like let's say nine nine times in a row the person doesn't respond how you want them to respond and then but then like let's say you know the eighth and ninth time you finally speak up and you go okay this isn't working like this like whatever like you got to change 
and then the tenth time they actually like change. Yeah. It's not like life. You're like, whoa, they're gonna go back to the. You're like, okay, this is who they are now, and and this is great, and let's go from here. Like that's. I like that. You know, it, it's hard to. Well, you know because what I mean? they like, will I think, regress. Like, in life, like you will relapse. You will have those moments where you go back to the first sure. nine times you were doing it because that is so ingrained in us. And it. And by the time we're thirty five, I'm learning this from this book that I actually am finishing. You guys, um, breaking the habit of being what? yourself by Joe Dispenza. Nice. <laughs> I have so much to say about it. I want people to read it because I want to make fun of it so badly. Joe Dispenza. Okay, it's, I'll read it. it. The life of a mafioso. It's so, and you got to listen to his meditations because I love this guy's writing so much. But Joe, if you're listening, mm. your meditations are fucking insane. And I can't, I just need you guys to do one of his meditations on YouTube. And just so I can make fun of it, we can talk about it. Um, and see if you can get through it because I could not. Um, but what you're saying is... Um, yeah, like I, I actually was on a run recently, and I told Chris because we were doing we were just on such a good stretch of loving each other so much. And I, he's like, hey, if you put in this effort, that the things I need from you, the my love language, if you work towards doing these things that for you you just don't think like, why would that me matter to him? But it does. Like you need to understand these do. So please, do. and I said the same to him, and I said to him, I was on a run recently, and I was like. Oh, I got to tell him this analogy of our relationship is going to be like a run, a long run where I'm like, I'm not going to stop running, but there are going to be stretches of it where it looks like I'm walking almost like there's going to be times where I'm never going to give up. I'm giving you that promise. Like I obviously haven't yet, but just know that my, I'm not going to always be sprinting. It's not always going to look that impressive and it's going to look, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk. Like, you know, if you, if you go on a run, if you're a runner and you start walking, you don't run again. I mean, it's rare where you go, I'm going to just take a break and get some water. And then you get up to a pace again. Once you stop, you're kind of like, well, I'm going to stop my app, Nike run app. And then they say something, you know, like, hey, girl, you got out there today. And every run is just a little change in the penny jar. And someday you're going to cash out. And you're like, that is insulting. Um it's like Usain Bolt being like, whoa, <laughs> I saw you out there today. You almost caught up to me. I got to watch my yeah. back. And you're like, stop this condescension. But um, that's how it feels. Like, I just don't want to stop running. And it might look like mm -hmm. I'm one of those old men who runs like they're throwing a baseball where they're just like limping, like the old man in town that you see running on the side of the road constantly. It might look like that. And I told him, I was like, Chris. I am always going to, I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to give up on this run. I got to complete it, but it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to forget dates that you tell me to save. I'm going to schedule things sometimes without thinking about you. Um, I'm going to forget stuff, um, but I don't want to forget it. And my intention is not to, but mm -hmm. I'm going to slip up again. And it's, does that, is that kind of like what you're saying about I that? almost feel like I'm, th well, I'm thinking about with the run analogy, like the tortoise and the hare. Like, I feel like you're very hare, like, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. with your life, because your life is fast moving and it's hard to pay attention to things. So it's yeah. like, maybe run like a little. <laughs> well, I want to like, do that with everything. Keep, I'm so excited about this throat surgery because it is going to. <laughs> Make me, I that, cannot talk, yeah. so I will be listening constantly. I will just be observing. It will be a completely almost meditative experience. I want to get quiet and calm and slow. I need to like purposely. Yeah, I think your life the last 16 years too. has been, your life has been 
on 1.8 speed or maybe maybe 2.5 need to talk slower and that is actually for my vocal health remember vacation no, because you've never been on one. Oh, I thought you meant the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, not the movie. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, your vacations are even work. <laughs> you know, like, you just haven't let yourself because you've had Girls no ex- trips I in your brain. I think, go. but for two for days, two days. Th- yeah, they're always this so is, short. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best thing. It, I would not have been able to do this break where I don't do any podcasts. I don't do like I just posted a tweet yesterday that said oh, normalize. Yes free time as not something that means I sh- it was something about like I'm just because I have free time doesn't mean that is I'm available like free time does not yeah. equal oh we should like put some press interviews in here or like because there's always something I can put in there and the only way that I was Look, able to get actual free time, time is to have it's my nice bumper sticker. turn into Ariel and to have Ursula take my voice yeah. I'm calling Dr. Zytel's Ursula because he's taking my voice from me and I have to figure out I ha- it's the only because otherwise if I let's say I took a break from the road and was like I can't go on the road like I pull a Jonah Hill and I go it's giving me anxiety I'm not doing this part of my life there's always something else I can do I could do zoom interviews mm-hmm. I could like but when you can't talk it really is like I think it's gonna make me a better guitarist because man I gotta figure out I love how that, to express like, myself in that way together together we're like Ariel because you can't talk anymore and I have a tail so <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Sebastian? <laughs> and you brush your hair with a fork. Uh, yes, you can be Sebastian. Um, I was talking to Anthony Jesselnik no, last night. No, there's no wiggle room like, anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's no wiggle room for you ben, with this no voice No, thing. there's not. Like, you have no options. But that's what I love about you it. No it's options. like literally being thrown yeah. in prison. And I'm like, I there's nothing. It's like um, bondage that I talk about where it's like, you get to be lazy in bed and it's forced laziness. Like, I don't, no one gets to say I'm lazy in bed. I'm like, I'm tied up. I can't move. It's not my fault. Um, Is there any part of you, though, that goes, like, any part of your ego where you're like, even without a voice, I'm still gonna fucking do a, a special or not a special, but you know, like, like you're gonna figure out something. Oh yeah, this to do work. People are going to actually do. <laughs> I know that people are gonna steal my idea and have their vocal cords fixed because there's so many people with damage. Nearly everyone who sings has damage. No, no, I'm just talking about you. I'm just I'm no just because saying, I'm like, going to accomplish weeks, so like, much during it. It's yeah, going yeah, to make people yeah, go, yeah. well, what this? <laughs> it's you know, like when Mulaney quit drinking. That was I was like. That's his special sauce. Like I, I need to do mm-hmm. what this guy does because he's on a next level, and I do believe this is going to take me to a next level, not comedically necessarily, but it's what I, my intention for it is to find like the artist I want to be after this, and and to shift into like who I want to just find who I want to be after this, and I'm gonna. My intention is to pull a Hannibal Burris and reinvent myself as another artist and to like start over. I really want to do it. I I cannot sing as myself. I don't want to be a singer songwriter as Nikki Glaser. That's a comedian. That is a TV host. I want to get like I'm gonna do a. It's so fun. I'm gonna do like a character name and be because when I started doing comedy, I was thinking about it because I'm trying to write songs right now and I'm like I cannot. This is so hard to do. I keep saying I can't do it. But when I first wrote jokes, I, I just was like, what would Sarah Silverman write? Just write for Sarah Silverman. So I need to create, right now I'm kind of like, okay, write for Taylor Swift, write for Dua Lipa. Like if you had to turn in the song to them, what would it be? And that's an easier way, mm-hmm. but I need to invent a character for myself that is me 
that is and I'm waiting for what that is and I think it's I just the name has to like find me so I'm my intention is like I come out of this and I know yes. and I'm not gonna reveal I don't think I'm gonna reveal who it is because I want to become famous in um in my own right without any help from my current career and because people will always say if you get famous and you know Michael Jordan maybe not would not have made the baseball team if he wasn't Michael Jordan and they gave him an extra like let's just see what this guy's got you know like what mm-hmm. well yeah they wanted to sell t-shirts yeah or what do you made the team? he actually probably would game. but he'll never know because he went in as Michael Jordan and people can always say no they gave him an extra shot because he's Michael Jordan mm-hmm. not that I'm comparing myself to him I'm just saying I don't want anyone to be able to say she's actually not good I want people to go I want people to go that girl whatever my you know name is is so good and they go do you know that's Nikki Glaser Hannibal Burris is doing it with his rap career he has to um, he started this new, I forget the name of the, he's good. And he's great. I listened to his freestyle the other he's day. He's amazing. It was like, did you hear the freestyle on, uh, um, the I saw sway, him on, yes, on Sway. Morning. It was so good. I mean, that guy's a genius I mean, uh, artist and it, it makes sense. Like comedians are, uh, that's what Sway was saying. They're, I think it was Sway. It was someone who was interviewing. I don't think it was Sway actually, but it might've been on a show was saying to Hannibal, comedians are good at being artists and like they can bridge that stuff like look at jamie fox did you hear jamie fox's trump i saw that yeah it was incredible (laughs) it was that guy is uh, probably the most talented person alive yeah jamie fox oscar winner grammy winner the voice wow also Funny. being so clever with like things throwing oh my god him, when they go that's how they him. get you that's how they get you because he was like yeah so what is your favorite uh death death row uh artist and he was like <laughs> i see what he did there that's it. like the way you guys got to watch the impression he did of trump because it is number one almost deep fake levels of like two uh two spot on you know um someone was talking about how deep fakes are not funny who was it? Oh, we were talking to um, we were talking about Kyle Donegan doing impressions and how it's really funny the filter he puts on his face to do impersonations. If it was a deep fake with that voice, it's too looks too much like them that it doesn't make it funny. You need to be a little bit off mm-hmm. to parody it, mm-hmm. and that is what how good Jamie Foxx is is that it sounds so much like him. I mean, it is. I I have keep watching it. I'm like this guy is. The most talented person ever. And I never even saw Ray. I mean, he didn't either. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so. <laughs> that reminds me of the best line of the show, maybe ever, is when I go, How do you know what your asshole looks like? And you were like, How does Stevie Wonder play the piano? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah does, he, does he know what the keys look like? I don't think so. That was one of the greatest uh, of all time. Yeah, you're gonna always know where your asshole is. Uh, what? But I think like what's crazy about that is obviously he's a black man. He looks nothing like Donald Trump. But like some of these character actors can embody him. Where you're like, oh, you don't even have to. If you're th- that yes. good at things, you don't even have to fucking. But the reason I'm good at crazy. comedy is because I wasn't good enough at acting or singing to actually. Do, I would have been Same. I would have been those things, right? Like those are the avenues that you learn about early on to become famous, which is what I craved, being on TV. And then comedy was the, the last thing I tried out of all of those things, and it stuck. But the truth is, I, what I didn't know then, and I talk about all the time, is like I just didn't work at those other things. And comedy, I just got lucky the first time and had a good set. And so, and someone goes, 
I mean, I talk about it in one of my specials of like, all it takes to get a girl to blow you all the time is to be like, you're really good at this. Like make her feel special and then you'll do it forever. And that's why everyone has to be more heavy handed with compliments when you are impressed by someone. Because I, I was talking to, um, who was I talking to recently? Oh, uh, the guy that's following me around for Esquire. His name's John McDermott. He's written um, so much for Esquire. He's a great writer. And he goes, I mean, he can trace his becoming a journalist to one teacher going, you could actually do this for a living. That The one teacher saying mm -hmm. that. And like his whole career is based on this one person who believed in him. Um, and I just didn't get that from singing and acting, whereas I got it with comedy. But the truth is, it it, I could have come across someone that actually thought I was a good actress because I do have potential there, but I just never got in front of the right person to say that or I would have been an actress because all that does is push you to then practice enough because you know you're good. You have it in your head that like I know no matter how bad I suck, that person who I respect thinks I mm -hmm. have it. So I, I'm, and you respect I'm that unwavering. Person sometimes, That's but, what you need to become yeah. great is an unwavering confidence that I know I'm good. Somewhere in here I'm good. And if you don't have that going into something and and you also don't have the uh you haven't read a book like The Talent Code that talks about like talent is not born, it is practiced, you you will not get good at things. Like you need that and especially at a young impressionable age. I have it now for myself. I realize like I'm having a lot of epiphanies about being at an age where like I have to decide if I'm having kids and I was like what if I don't have kids? And if, if let's say my ideal daughter is like, oh, she's like this Olivia Rodrigo, like emotional artist who's like knows herself, is like inspiring people, but like. Why can't that be you? Why can't I give that same yeah. like opportunity that I would give my daughter to facilitate to that yourself. to myself? Because mm. I don't have to mm -hmm. pay for swim lessons. I don't have to pay for dental appointments for my kids. I don't have to, I I'm a, I can mother myself. I can start over because also I think a lot of people don't pursue talents later in life because they have jobs. They have kids. They don't have time to spend hours it takes to get good at something. I'm not bragging, but I I have I don't have kids. I have jobs that I can actually walk away from in a responsible way. I've saved enough money. That's why Whitney last night was like, "You need to buy. Are you going to buy a house?" And I go, "No. I am going to keep living." moderately because I need to finance my pop star career. <laughs> like I need to be like Miley Cyrus is well, not Miley Cyrus's mom, but like, you know, these young moms of like these young girls that go like, we're going to move out of Ohio, move to LA and fucking take a shot. And I'm going to put bank all my money on my daughter pursuing her dream. I can do that for myself because I would do that for my daughter, no matter what she wanted to pursue. So it's a nice way to flip it in my head of like, if I don't have kids, I can mother myself. And 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 start over. Yeah, there's something about there's something about uh, like Hannibal doing rap, where the analogy, the thing is, is like a lot of rap is comedy, right? It's just like yes. one-liners that are like left turn. So there, it's it's not it's not too far off. The bridge off. from comedy, it's not so. Well, that's far why off. you're good but at freestyling. You, you, it's the same kind of. But like I'm saying, but, way you do. But comedy. my point though is like, if you go from comedy to singer songwriter where it's a heart and emotional and you're and you yes. have to really it's it's a bigger leap in it a is. way from going comedy to Well, rap, I've already faced or, the backlash of, of being like trashed yeah. about my Bob Saget song. And Exactly. That's and my that's point. And that's why I'm like, like I got to kill off Nikki Glaser singer. Like Matt Pond is releasing some songs with his new band The Natural Lines, which they have a new song mm -hmm. out. I really implore everyone to 
add it to their Spotify because it's my friend. And that's say one more time. The natural, natural lines, lines right? in the new song is the problem yeah. is me. I recorded that song. He wrote that song for me to record and I recorded it. And so I know it already. It's such a good song. He did such a better job with it. Obviously it's, I've been playing it nonstop. It's called the problem is me. I put it on my Instagram story yesterday, but that, um, what was I going to say? I, he's going to release some of the songs. I think St. Lou, which is the song that was on my, um, show. And, um, this other song, still not still summer. I forget what it was called. Uh, Endless summer. We're gonna release those two on a record next May, and he's getting together all this record design. And and it said Nikki Glaser with the Natural Lines, and I'm like, can you just do the Natural Lines featuring Nikki Glaser? Like, I don't want. This is the old me, and like mm-hmm. she had a she had a voice. Things are great. The songs are great, but I gotta. I'm gonna reinvent and um and so that people, so that I can. If people go, oh my God, Nikki Glaser's singing. It's so embarrassing. I'm going to go, no, she's actually, Nikki Glaser's not singing. She, Nikki Glaser does comedy. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, George Funk is singing. I don't even know what my name is going to be. It might be like a boy's name. I honestly am like, I get to be anyone I want. And it's so cool because it's also like having a baby. You get to like name yourself. Like, I know this sounds very transy. Um, and I mean that in the best way, but like I get to create a new person and maybe that's just what i'm thinking now i'm gonna do i feel like but i, I want to be yeah, a new I'm person think, with this with i'm persona. thinking what like because garth brooks obviously yeah chris gaines with chris gaines it was a little much because he went to like straight hair and it was like he no, i can't he, straighten my hair. <laughs> he just like for, by the way i love that album i listened to it when i had mono and i was crying in a fraternity house writing poems so like yeah. it means a lot to me but but <laughs> i'm just trying to think, did you know like, it was garth brooks like i forget look, how he did that uh yeah but yeah there was like is that Garth Br- it, it definitely was it like this is it was anyone. Sasha Fierce like I'm Beyonce but this is my alter ego Did Ziggy Stardust like yeah uh, yeah yeah I I believe that's how it was all the only thing he changed was straightened his hair and he had like a little soul patch I might do here. wigs like, like I want to do wig I want really thinking, like, like I can't I don't want to look like myself I want to sing um totally like maybe do like a dead mouse thing, like in a fucking helmet or something. You know, like I want... And the character gives you an ability I eventually will take it off of once freedom. I know who this person is. But I might daft punk it of like, I don't want me... I want people to go like, I want to be... I want to disappear into it. And I don't want anyone to know it's me. But I also it's like show can't less shut face the and fuck more up, tips. so I probably will end up just being like <laughs> Hannibal about it of like, don't judge this person. She's a new artist. It is me though. You know, but that's the trick is like you got to create a a separate persona. I love picturing you, though, doing the podcast with the Daft Punk helmet on. I mean, I I basically do that on days where (laughs) my eyes look like like shit with sunglasses. That is another you forget, thing. No like, hair the worlds and collide. That's what that's what I love about Sia. I don't know if people know this, uh, but Sia did not put on a wig and sing with her back to the camera because she was felt like she was ugly or embarrassed. Like maybe those things were with the self esteem stuff. She didn't want. She wanted to have a normal life where everyone didn't know it was her everywhere she went, and so she purposely did that to be separate than, from the artist. Anya said to me recently that Sharon Stone was always like, when people talk about Sharon Stone in the tabloids, that's not me. I'm a different person. Um, She didn't have to give herself a different name, even though Sharon Stone is an amazing, you know, pseudonym. But I got to come up with a a new name, which Mm. who knows if it's going to be like Kesha or it's going to be like two names or it's going to be, I don't, 
Cincinnati Sue. Uh, Andrew's frozen again, but we'll be right back with Anthrax. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back. Let's get to Thanthrax. Hell yes. Let's hear what the busties have to say this week. So many good voicemails. Uh, let's start off with Alyssa. Hey, Nikki, Noah, and Andrew. I love you all. Uh, bestie for life since the beginning, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I work in a uh, restaurant <laughs> and I was listening to the Horsehead with Blend Glebe episode about how um, sometimes the customer's not always right in everything. And I just want everyone to know that, like, what we do in my restaurant to get through it is we kind of poke fun to the customers without them knowing. Um, we have this thing called LHC and that means lick her cunt or lick his cock. That means going above and beyond, but like kind of being sarcastic about it. So it's like, Oh my God. Yes. I'd love to get you an extra cider ranch. Absolutely. Shit like that. Um, and then we also do this thing where when people leave, instead of saying take care, we say dick hair. It kind of sounds the same, and it's just a little way for us to laugh and keep things light. Um, Because, honestly, the restaurant industry sucks right now, and we're there for a reason. We love our jobs, and it's fun. It's great money. Get out there to restaurants if you're a good person. Anyways, I love you all, and... uh, Love you. Jackrabbit! Jackrabbit, um... Love that. Oh, yeah, so I really funny. implore people, if you got expendable cash and you like dining out, get out there, be nice to your waitstaff, tip a lot, um, help them out because it's. I think it is a ba- It's a struggle out there right now in customer service. Entitled people, it's just, something's changing culturally where people are just, were, are so mean. But I love these little tricks. The L, wait, what is it? Lick, lick, H- LHC, LHC, lick his cock. What's it? Lick Lugie his cock, no, don't spit in your people's food. I would but love yeah. to get you another ranch. Oh my Aww. gosh, so funny. Yes. Oh, you just being so nice that they kind of know you hate them. That's good. I used to say, um, you could say to someone, have a good one. And they don't oh. know that you mean death. <laughs> like to you, it can mean death. You know, like yeah. you can make it for you. They don't know. You sound like you're being nice. Have a good one. Or like, I just, just love, I just love like dick have hair. Have a good cry later, you sad take, bitch. Take care, dick hair. I I kind of see how, it, but dick I can see people in their car being like, did they say dick hair? <laughs> did they? It was like that when, we, when I went to Six Flags with my dad once when we were kids, and the guy goes, "All right," and we go to the ticket counter or whatever. He goes, "All right, get your ass in the park." Um, and we, my dad goes, "What?" And he goes, "Get your ass in the park." And my dad goes. Are you, did you say get your ass? And he goes, no, I said, welcome to Jurassic Park. It was like, because it was raining outside and he was like making yeah. a joke that it was like r- really ominous weather. And um, we laughed, we loved it because it was we were young and it was like, that guy just said, get your ass in the park. It was so fun. I love those. We had a moment on the cruise where Wizards. this girl would come around and she had a, she goes, silver, silver in the glass, silver in a glass. And we're like silver in the glass, and we're all like, silver "What the fuck?" Glass. What could Souvenir say? glass, mm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the- those things with your family, you go nuts. Like it was oh, like yeah. the funniest thing that can keep you going ever for to years. happen. 
Um, silver, my silver favorite one of those is in Amy's movie Snatched with Goldie Hawn, where they check into this hotel, and the person comes up to them with like a little, these little glasses of like uh, smoothie, and he goes, "Welcome, welcome," oh, and well- she's like, "Welcome," <laughs> and it looks like, and, and he's like, "Welcome," and she's like, "Oh no!" She takes a step and he's like. He goes, welcome. And she's like, and it's like, it's, it's like this Hawaiian resort. And she thinks it's welcome. I thought I, that was one of my favorite ones. She's like, I'll have um, a large. <laughs> Venti, please. Venti. Uh, blow hole. Um, all right. Next, Fanthrax. All right. Just saying words. Okay. Hey, all Nikki, together. Andrew, and Noah. This is your bestie, Stephanie, from San Francisco. You know where Andrew had to get a new pair of shoes right before walking onto his set. I actually watch yeah. y'all's show on YouTube, and after I watch the current show, YouTube will just randomly place on an older episode, and it re-played um, episode 160, which is with Anya Maria, and she is talking about a bikini being lost in New Jersey through USPS. Oh, yes. And oh, she yeah. wasn't going to have it for Mexico, and I just now, all of a sudden, need um, insight. I need the the follow through. I need the end of the story. I need I need the plane landed. What happened to bikini? I'm gonna have trouble sleeping tonight if um if I don't find out. Was was Anya Marine naked? Was she able to resurface in her brand new bikini in Mexico? All right, I, I love you guys so a- much. I'm proud to be a bestie. Um, Dopika and Jack Antonoff. Bye. Um. Love it, Jack Antonoff. Um, this is a new kind of fanthrax I like where people, because there are a lot of loose ends on the show. If you need some kind of closure, please ask for it yeah. and we'll give it to you. The closure here, I think Noah has the answer. Yeah. So I reached out to Anya this morning and she goes, Yes, I got it back eight months later. Now I'm selling yes. it on eBay. It's brand new, extra small. It's been on sale for months. No bites. We got to get her name on eBay so people can check it out. Yeah. And by the way, she did have a bikini in the Hamptons that is so cute and perfect. And I believe it's from the same company because it was Italian. So maybe she got an extra, but it is very cute. So um, yeah, try to find that. I don't know the brand or anything, but that eight months later, Jesus Christ. Um, glad we Handmade. glad we tied up that string bikini. <laughs> um, great, great Franthrax. Next up. All right. Here's a story from Megan. Imagine hey, she was Nikki, alarmed. Andrew, and Noah. <laughs> um, my name is Megan, and I was calling because a few weeks ago you had talked about the awkwardness of like watching a movie where the same situation is happening and it's awkward yes. between the people watching. Um, yes. In college, our friend's dog had just died, so we knew going into Pet Cemetery that it was going to be a little weird, but we kind of <laughs> thought we'd like laugh our way through it. Um, <laughs> We didn't know that in the movie, the they get burned alive, um, and her brother had been burned alive and had died that way. And instead of turning it off and being mature and looking at her and saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We were all like, in our early 20s. We just watched the whole thing and then, like, silently filed out of the apartment. And it was never oh. mentioned. And I still oh. am mortified that that happened. We never talked about it ever oh with her. God. Um, oh, my So sad. So maybe, she lost maybe her dog and her brother died? Her brother huh? was burned alive. 
but, but she also lost her dog, dog yes yeah, so right like she lost her dog so it was already awkward that it was like oh the dog but they kind of knew going center. into into it they just didn't know yeah, about that's the okay and then she also had this other tragic thing happen in her life that is oh my okay wait there's God. a little bit left Awkward. Yes, okay. sorry. And then the second thing is, is in the last episode, you were doing your impressions of everyone, and it clicked with me that you identify with a bird because you are like a bird that that mocks people, a parakeet. Oh. Is that what they are, or a parrot? So Mimics just noticed Thank that. You. Didn't know if you had made the connection of your impersonations. Um, thanks. Yeah, guys. that's all I've got. That's such a good point. Because I'm like a bird because I can only do two second impressions. Like birds don't really like. <laughs> go places well, with their impressions words. they just need like a couple <laughs> words yeah that's why okay i really like that spin uh, <laughs> i can't get over the burn thing now oh my god that sucks so much it's so sad and i mean i've had things where it's like you know when i was anorexic i remember just always just being so aware of watching anything that might make someone feel awkward about the fact that i'm struggling with this thing like i don't want to watch something mm-hmm. where someone gets called out for being anorexic because then my whole family is going to be like, it's the elephant in the room. Like, you know, being aware of things about me that like, yeah, if I lost my brother in a fire, I would be so cautious, not about my own like trauma, but like of making of people feeling sorry for me watching things. Does that make sense? Like worrying yeah, about that people are going to be mean, like, oh my God, this is so awkward for Nikki. And being like, I think that's maybe part of my personality is just to, take care of other people's feelings about my own trauma instead of my own. <laughs> Cause it's easier yeah. that way. I mean, um, next time like one. maybe do look who's talking or something. I'm trying to think the of. movie choice, whoever chose the movie. Really. Yeah, next time choose Marley and me, just go right there. <laughs> no, no one that's so gets burned too. alive. The in dog it. Died, well, at least you're so. sticking with the dog theme and you're not risking any like <laughs> complete family tragedies popping up. <laughs> All uh, right. Final thought. Let's go to another Okay, uh, this one comes from Molly. You guys, I am listening to episode 255, Gibberish Training Bra, and you guys are talking about <laughs> chin hairs and nipple hairs and how, oh my God. sorry oh my God. to bring this up again, Noah, but you had to shave the morning after like a hookup to like control the Great. chin hair, and I feel so seen. I seriously have been so insecure about, like, I get, like, these, like, hairs, like, I guess it's basically, like, a sideburn, and they grow so fast, and it's so embarrassing, and it makes me feel like a gross man, and now I know that, like, Hala and Nikki and Noah, like, all yes. have the same thing, and I just... I should have known this sooner, but I truly feel so seen, and I just had to call in and tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh, my God, because honestly, there are these things that we keep, we think other people don't have, even though we have been exposed to so many people admitting their truths that you mm-hmm. think there's still things about you that other people don't have, but you just keep whatever you got going. There is someone that has it. So glad you felt seen by that. I was just um, thinking of like another thing oh that you pointed out. Yeah, please. That's like such like an embarrassing thing, but it happens to just about every woman. And that's like the little joint uh toilet paper toilet in paper. our vaginas. Yes. <laughs> that was a real big like that was learning seeing seeing those joints and realizing other women had them and those joints I was never been in this bathroom before, so those have to be from another woman. So other like it was a it was a moment for me in a stall when I saw those of like I know that this isn't just me. 
I don't think I put it in the special, but like even taking baths with my sister, like my vagina just sucks up toilet paper. I remember as being a kid in the bath with my sister and having to skim the top of the water to like collect the toilet paper that I had accumulated in my vagina that would be released in the bath as a child. Even my vagina was like just swiffering debris. It was insane. Like I worked at like Maybe we a, could like use your vagina scum. to clean up the ocean. Like go reversed. I love the idea too of like thank God for the internet and shows like ours where we're very honest about our like vulnerabilities. What did people do in the sixties when they had to hide everything? You were just a bearded woman in the circus. Like back in the day, (laughs) if you embraced it, otherwise (laughs) you just didn't leave their house. Yeah, but there's still things. There's I gotta I gotta think there's something that I even me that I am struggling with. I'm sure there's something that I can't even go to in my head because it's oh, so yeah. in the recesses of like, I will never tell anyone that, that other people listening right now, you struggle with it too, thinking no one else does. I know there's something I, that is my goal in life is to get all of those things out of me and like be able to admit them freely to free up any kind of like, you know, just even talking about, um, it was so nice. I ran into a bestie. Maybe it wasn't a bestie. Yesterday, I taped a, a filmed a TV show, and the woman that was like my onset, you know, contact was like, "I saw. You, I just saw you last night at Supernova. Your pedophilia bit was so fucking good. I never thought I'd tell someone that, but I love your pedophile jokes." And I, I think that is where I'm kind of getting into it. Of like, I, I've had to be like wait what if i am a pedophile like you have to ask yourself that question at some point of like what if i'm a murderer or like you know we all have these dark thoughts of like oh my god i just thought of pushing that person in front of traffic like am i a Mm -hmm. psychopath or like i think a lot of times guys i think i've heard guys admit when it used to be a thing that carried more shame even though it still does uh for many people about being gay that men have to go like am i gay like and give it a real serious thought of like do i even want to explore that because if i let that out is it going to make me gay and i think that you know in my joke i go you know i'm talking about my nephew wanting to shower with me and saying to him like or saying to my sister like no he can't because what if i molest him and like saying that puts it out there that like i've questioned like but like it could it be in me and that is something i would never have admitted to even thinking before because it might mean that i am if i've had that thought but now i know Mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts like that if anything the fact that i'm worried about it means i'm not and the fact and i also know i'm not because you know you're a pedophile by the time you're 13 like by the time you've reached puberty if you're not attracted to kids by then you're not gonna be so if anyone out there is ever worried about that i've looked into it because i'm like because i always just reason no one chooses to be a pedophile so I don't want that to happen to me. You know, like, what if you bump your head? Like, what if no one knows the root cause of it? But I do know that, you know, if you are the unfortunate person to be attracted to children uh, and that's part of your brain, fuck, we talked about it before, but it's not your fault, but it is up to you what you do with it, which I hope is like, you know, are proactive and making sure you do not hurt anyone with it. But um, no one chooses that. And I think that there is a part of me that was always like, what if like I just got lucky that I'm not a murderer or not I'm not homicidal or I'm not a psychopath like you don't get to choose your brain but I think that that was something that for a while I was scared to admit that I even thought like am I could Mm -hmm. I be this because it's I'm so fascinated by it that and then now I have a whole bit where it's like 
people kind of go, why is she so into pedophilia? And I've talked about it before on the show, but it's like, well, girls are into murder podcasts and you don't go, she's a murderer. It's like, no, I'm yeah. just, you or know. Or disgusting mm-hmm. for like thinking it or, or like or, enjoying yeah. it. I'm just, yeah. my do joke is I'm a pederisto. You know how they call like the girls, people that are fans <laughs> of my favorite murder podcasts are called like murderistos. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it like a cute thing of like, yeah, but I, I just like to, to it. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I got to work on that, but it was nice. There's stuff like that, that I even admitting on stage that I was the other woman in a relationship and I pursued a guy that had a girlfriend. That was something that I go, I'm going to have to take this one to the grave because no one's going to empathize with this. I'm a bad person. But even that, like, I know I'm not alone because I did the math on it. I'm like, if everyone says they've been cheated on, there's a lot more women that are the other woman on the other side of this than I'm hearing about. I mean, for everyone that's been cheated on, there's another woman. But why am I only hearing about women being cheated on? Why is no one talking about being another woman? It's because no one is admitting it because it's embarrassing yeah. and that you get villainized. But it's just as, there's just as many women out there. My joke is, is it just me and Leanne Rimes fucking your boyfriends? And the funny part is <laughs> I saw Leanne Rimes on a flight recently and I wanted to tell her about the joke and be like, oh, you're mentioning my joke, but I, you know, I don't think we're there yet. Because I don't know her personally, and so I shouldn't probably comment on the fact that she's in a relationship with someone who was in a relationship with they met. Uh, I mean, which, I feel like know. I feel like if you're looking back at it, there's like a difference, like a feeling of like I I was the other person. I acknowledge it. I'm coming clean about it. I don't know if I want to do it again. The trick is to be able to do it in the moment because then you can stop the behavior. Like, if if you get on, I mean, that's the first step in all program stuff is like, I'm an alcoholic. Admitting that you currently Mm -hmm. are doing a bad thing, that is where you want to get to because the sooner you can address it, the sooner you can go, well, this is not who I want to be. But it takes that lag for me. It took a year and a half before I could admit on stage after I pursued a guy with a girlfriend that I did that. I wouldn't even reference it on a podcast, you know, because I didn't. I was so ashamed of it, and now well, he because made you of sign the, an NDA, didn't he? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna try to make uh, a new acronym out of NDA. <laughs> I think it's a lick cut uh, hair, dickhead, or whatever. Uh, uh, Nikki's doing adultery, um, <laughs> but I. Uh, and it is. I am only able to talk about it not because I got space from it, which is maybe part of it. But because I'm not ashamed about it, because I di- I thought about it enough, and I go, I'm not a bad person because this happened. I made a mistake. I didn't do something that I'm proud of. I don't want to be that way anymore. But I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. I accept yeah. it about myself Good. as a thing that I did that I don't want to do again. Um, and there's millions and of other people that are flawed in the same exact way. Yeah, but so if not you've been the other woman. It. And everyone is making you feel bad about it in your life. And there's no, there's nothing for you to listen. I mean, I, this is a part of what I want to do is like, there's no songs. When I was going through it and I was like pining for a guy with a girlfriend and I wanted someone to have a little bit of empathy for my situation, there's one fucking song for you. There's It's Illicit Affairs by Taylor Swift. It's the only song written from the perspective <laughs> that I could find of the perspective of the woman who knew the guy had a girlfriend and still went after him. And it actually has some empathy for her. But it's otherwise, most songs are like, bitch, you stuck, took my man, fuck you. Or like, fuck you for cheating on me, you piece of shit. It's always written from that woman's perspective that got hurt by that woman, which is a valid place to be as well. <laughs> Not invalidating that anger. Although I do think it's misplaced on the girl often because you have to. If you stay with the guy that cheats on you, you have to make the woman who oh he cheated God. on the villain. Oh my God. Because you couldn't stay with the I- guy otherwise. 
Should I just tell you? Oh, I'll tell you now. Yeah. There's this woman. I got to send you the article. She put up a TikTok. All these women were talking shit about her in her in her TikTok, right? She finds the women on Instagram, sees their husbands, and starts DMing their husbands, and then shows the women that were talking shit about them in the comments the receipts their of hus- how the husband wants to fucking cheat on them. Oh boy, you! Uh, I don't know how I didn't send it to you. I was like, this is this is fucking juicy. <laughs> I'm sorry, as fucking toxic and unhinged oh. as that is. Boy, oh, do I love so that. so unhinged. Uh, she made videos of it, talking to dude, the woman. Dude. Reading the receipts. Wild. It's wild. It's shit. so, it's so good <laughs> and so bad. I don't, I, I, I'm glad that I wouldn't do that. But man, I like that that's out there because what a way to show women like, fuck you. Yeah, you are you're on your little me. pedestal yeah. making fun of me, judging me, and you think your life is perfect. That's what I want to do to all these people that ever comment about celebrities, including my fucking self. Whenever I have an opinion about someone, I want to go, who the fuck do you think you are having <laughs> any opinion about Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles' relationship when you don't fucking know anything and you think you're perfect? No one is perfect enough to judge anyone and this woman... Man, you got to send that to me. That's good. Uh, I got to find it. Maybe we'll post it, it on our it. story. If, but that is, that's diabolical. Um, thank you guys <laughs> so much for your th- fan thraxes. Great ones today. Um, we have one more week of shows before I go on vocal rest. Um, thank you for all your kind words this week when I was depressed. We got through it. Thank you to Andrew and Noah for putting up with me or I, accepting me. Is how I'll yeah, say that. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. And love all the fans, all um, the besties. And I'm going to be in Vegas. Um, Vegas is how you say it. Tomorrow night at oh, yeah. uh, the Virgin Hotel. Christina, if you want to just do a last minute trip to Vegas, look at flights. Come see me. Meet and greets afterwards. If you want to get a meet and greet, just um, DM me, all caps, important. And I'll see it. And I'll give you free meet and greet if you buy tickets to come see me in Vegas. At the Virgin Hotel uh, Theater uh, with Benedict Pelosi and uh, Anya Marina. So that'll be tomorrow, my last show before I um, become an alter ego. And if you have any ideas for my alter ego name, please send them my way as well. Don't be cut and Jack. Be nimble, Jack. For me, Nana. Virgin place and your voice will be new. A virgin place. Just, and you're, you're going to have a new voice. I'm always from a virgin place. <laughs> Born again. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.